The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the realities of modern performance marketing. Joining us is John Redman, who is the co-founder and CEO of Bosco. Bosco is the developer of a software for retailers to index, plan, predict, and profit from online media spend more accurately to help customers identify new opportunities with their online paid media budgets. And today, John and I are going to talk about why senior management can't measure online performance effectively. All right. Here's my conversation with John Redmond, CEO and co-founder of Bosco. John, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Well, thank you very much, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little performance marketing. You know, we'd spend a lot of time talking about various marketing channels, and we try not to just talk about PPC. Everybody thinks that marketing is only advertising, but it actually is a really important part of what we're doing maybe the most important part of running a successful advertising campaign is actually the evaluation. Talk to me about the struggles senior management has when it comes to measuring their online performance. I think if you're the CEO or the CFO of a business, one of the big challenges, particularly in retail recently, over the last few years is they probably don't really understand the metrics they should be measuring. So therefore, they don't necessarily understand the right questions to ask their team or their agency. And they probably don't want to be the guy who says, is it right to be spending $200,000 a month on Google? Is that a good idea? Because actually, it's probably working. So I think the challenge is there's a lack of knowledge. So they probably understand a little bit about their CPCs. They probably understand some clicks but they probably don't really understand actually which channel should they be investing in and actually what is a decent metric that they should be measuring. So what I mean by that is historically, people might say, right, it's all about ROAS. We've got to focus on our ROAS. Actually, if you just keep investing and investing and your revenue keeps going up, there's no real discussion around profit or potentially attribution. So I think the main overarching problem is lack of experience and lack of knowledge at a senior level. And I think that's sometimes been agencies' faults because they've not educated people and told them. And then I think the other challenge is people are a bit scared to challenge whether or not it's a good idea to just keep sticking everything into Google PPC. That's the main problem. So there's a lot to unpack there. And let's start with the understanding of metrics. You know, it's senior management 
who knows what the person's backgrounds are. Maybe they're an engineer. Maybe they're an operator. Maybe they were just born with a golf shirt on and they were a natural CEO, but never had any operating experience. That happens a lot. People are just get onto an executive track and they don't have functional area expertise. I can't even define what the key metric is anymore, whether we're calling it a KPI or an OKR or whatever it is. But when you think about what metrics that matter when you're evaluating your online advertising performance specifically, what are some of the metrics that you look at? You mentioned ROAS. What's the metric we should be looking at? I think people get obsessed about traffic or they get obsessed about conversion rate or average order value. And they're three very wholesome metrics. And I think if you're a CEO and you can understand traffic and traffic source, that's excellent. If you understand the conversion rate and the impact the conversion rate can have on the overall performance of your online store or site, that's great. But I think the one that often gets missed, and that's probably because people can't track it properly, is the margin or the profit. Everybody gets absolutely carried away with driving traffic in and creating sales, but maybe missing the actual nub of the situation is, well, actually, am I driving profitable sales at a category level or at an individual SKU level or product level? And that's because it's hard and it's very difficult to surface that up, rise up to the top level. I think people do need to start looking at the cost per acquisition, but then within that cost per acquisition, looking at the margin and the profit. My takeaway here is that not all metrics are created alike and not all campaigns are created alike. When you're running an advertising campaign, it can have different goals. Some campaigns are awareness drivers, and really then you're looking specifically for reach. Some campaigns are retention campaigns when you're retargeting, and the goal might be to drive someone to a webinar and not necessarily a revenue driving activity. If you have a long sales cycle, you need to stay in front of your customers, which means you're constantly marketing and advertising. And then some campaigns are the direct response monetization hammer, and you're looking at what's the dollar spent on the ads. And when you're looking at the combination of this campaigns for awareness, and that one's for retention, and this one's for monetization, you know, is there really one metric you can look at to evaluate the efficiency of all of your performance advertising? Or do you have to look at it on a campaign by campaign basis? That's one of the reasons why we've created the Bosco Index. The Bosco Index sort of takes into account all the different areas of your marketing and gives you one number you could obsess about. It's not necessarily a KPI. It's a different number. But the Bosco Index can help you measure yourself against your peers and your actual performance marketing. So that is something people could go online and get obsessed about. But that doesn't take into account all the different campaigns. And I do think attribution is a big problem or a big opportunity, because a lot of big, big businesses still are all just focusing on the last click. And that means that a lot of the upper funnel activity, as you talked about, brand building and building visibility, maybe doesn't get any of the credit for the work it's done in driving those conversions. So we spend a lot of time trying to understand the actual click path analysis of what has contributed to each sale and which channel should be given the recognition. And again, I don't think the C-suite or the senior management within businesses understand attribution. It's a difficult topic to handle. So it's just easier to go with last click wins. The holy grail for marketers, true multi-touch attribution, actually getting a value for that middle of funnel click, which isn't the first and it's not the last, but it might be the most important click, that one that actually gets someone to move from awareness to consideration. Right? What leads them down the path to becoming a monetized customer? 
A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about your approach to multi-touch attribution. There's a million different models there. Do you have a thought on which one works the best? We have different views and we have one that we work with a lot of retailers on, but I think it depends on what you're selling. And I think it would be incorrect of me to say, oh, it's this one. Because it is such a complex area, it is very hard to say just you can't make an assumption. You've got to analyze their sales. You've got to pick it in a stable period because the way things behave in and out of sale would affect. So if you took the transactions from, say, Black Friday or Cyber Monday, they're going to be very different to transactions from a normal period. So to answer your question, there isn't one, but we normally have five different models that we run on a business, and then we work with the business to pick one that's most appropriate. I want to ask you about two examples that I hear about often. One is the retail e-commerce, and these are relatively low price point, under $250 items that are primarily impulse purchases. How do you think about multi-touch attribution for your selling t-shirts, marketing on Facebook type business? I think by the time you've spent the time analyzing the data, you're probably happy with last quick wins. But there's a separate conversation about Facebook, which we could spend a long time discussing about post view or and how we're going to deal with all the different data issues between GA and Facebook. But I think if it's a low value product and last click is working for you and you're getting more money left in the till at the end, then you could keep driving. But I think if you're going higher value or potentially longer sales cycle, so because of the recent lockdowns with the COVID effects, it's, we've seen a lot of people buying expensive items such as furniture or bathrooms. And the consideration phase over a long period of time and the multi-touch points, it's really worth the effort to understand well. And also there's another complex scenario in here is you also may have two different buyers who hand off during the transaction. So you might have two influences in a relationship, him and her or however it works, who's buying making the decisions. 
that's not how it works. It's her. <laughs> no, but what happens is there's an inspiration phase up a funnel, then the research phase goes on, and then I'm often told if it's a technical purchase around a bathroom, like this is the one we want. Now go find the best price and who's going to install it. <laughs> and then there's a handoff. How do you then match multi-device, multi-channel, and multi-person for a big transaction? So it's complex, but I think it's worth the time and effort to work out what works for your business. And then trying to get everybody in a leadership team or business to agree on the same model and then stick to it and then optimize to that model because that's where we've seen it fail. You might have a finance director that buys into attribution, but then the MD doesn't. And then they're not all measuring the same numbers. So everybody's got to agree a model and then stick to it and measure. I think that's key for success. Yeah, my takeaway from the initial question, which is when we're looking at that impulse purchase buy, the last touch attribution model is not a terrible one. And you want to put a value on what's driving volume and getting someone over the finish line because it doesn't take a lot to get someone over the finish line if they're your buyer. I want to ask you about the opposite end of the spectrum. When we're looking at the high-ticket B2B SaaS model, right? The $10,000 software retainer with a services component, and we're looking at a six-week to six-month sales cycle. Lots of touches. We want to drive some awareness, get them to attend webinars, subscribe to our newsletter. And then when they're actually ready to be a buyer, when their other contract runs up six months from now, we want them to pull the trigger. What's the multi-touch attribution model for that type of business? Well, I think once you get to that level, you need a fully fledged CRM and you need to have a, a like a HubSpot equivalent where you actually can track them all the way through and actually measure them. Because I also think for something like that, it's not just all online, it's online, offline, it's on the phone, it'll be web demos and being able to track all of that and understanding, is it a marketing qualified lead or is it a sales qualified lead? And where's that handover and at what point and how can you use your digital assets and your content to drive them towards actually putting their hand up and saying, I'm in market, I'm ready to talk to a salesperson. So absolutely worth the value and the investment. And, and I think going back to the point around a lower value item, there's maybe that middle market of maybe a luxury online item. I think we will see going forward, and this is not necessarily to do with Bosco or our business, it's more sort of just my observation. I think a lot of retailers and e-tailers who sell a higher value product with a longer consideration period may start investing more money in serious CRM because actually they don't have enough cookie data or the cookie data is not lasting long enough. Whereas actually if they get the email address earlier and get the tracking from a CRM, they may have better understanding of their customer journey over maybe a 12-month period. Yeah, I think that the notion of keeping track of your customer relationship and marketing against what their behaviors are is incredibly important. When it comes to multi-touch attribution, I think that there's a couple different models at play here. Yeah, so we use a 40-20-40 is normally what we use. 40-20-40. Tell me what that is. So that weights 40% on the first, 20% then split across the middle. So if there was three in the middle, the 20 would be split across the three, and then 40 to the last. So that's one of the models that is the most popular that our team use. But again, we'd have to analyze the data and it depends on how many touches there are in the process. Yeah, and I think that each business, when you're talking about something that's as complicated as a $100,000 a year annual purchase price, 
Those are long purchase cycles, and you need to understand what the customer behavior is that you're trying to drive. And so my advice here is look at who your existing customers are, analyze what their path to becoming a customer was, and build your multi-touch attribution model around that. Hey, the average person attended three webinars and clicked on three blog posts before they got to their last click. Now we know that there's, I don't remember what number it was, nine touches in between initial introduction and conversion. Let's give those nine touches a certain percentage of the value. We want to drive somebody through nine different touches. And then we start to realize that it's time for us to move on to the next phase of our marketing and be more direct response focused. John, I think that multi-touch attribution and executives understanding how to evaluate online advertising is really complicated. At the end of the day, it really comes down to what your business model is. And I appreciate you walking us through some of your thoughts about how to evaluate online advertising performance. Yeah, I think it's you need to understand which channels delivering the best value customers. And it will vary based on what your current business objectives are. So you might have different targets. You might want more sales, physical units. You might want more sales, physical revenue. And you also might want, say, actual just sales type profit. So it depends what your individual inputs or target things are. And then depending on what your objectives are, depends on the tactics you might choose. And what we're trying to work with our software on is helping people identify which channel is best for their goal based on their budget that they've got available for media and then based on their actual sort of average order value of their products. Because there's a whole load of traffic out there. And I think we've all got too obsessed with just Google and Facebook. And I think that's a great stopping point for today. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow, trying to figure out what the right marketing channel is for your business. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to John Redmond, co-founder and CEO at Bosco for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, John and I are going to discuss why there's an over-reliance on Google for advertising. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about John, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is jredman, J-R-E-A-D-M-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is askbosco.io, A-S-K-B-O-S-C-O.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.